Hi and welcome to part 2 of my year of silence and isolation. So let's dive right in. So there I was. Yeah, but shit had happened to me. I wasn't the only person who was going through it. A lot of people were, but how was I going to define these moments and make them pivotal points of my growth? I sat down wrote everything that i was feeling everything even even if it didn't make sense i wrote it down it took me like a whole day and it was so emotional cuz i was crying i was laughing i was sad i was emotional i was not emotion as in it was just a cocktail of weird emotions but i knew i had to let it all out and actually listen to the person that i was and give way to the person that i wanted to become you see how i sound profound <laughs> and wise yeah it took time it took time time and pain a lot of it i realized that i hid a lot of myself behind my work behind my friends behind everything behind my relationships and for the first time in a very long time i was alone it was me it was me myself and i so i had to be had to step up and i did it wasn't easy but i did i continued praying but i took time to meditate and just listen you know blocking out the voices blocking out the distractions i had to cut it all out for some time so that i could listen to who i was so i realized a couple of things Um something that I'm not proud of is that I'm a big procrastinator. I like doing things at the last minute which is essentially not good and I also realized that uh, I could I'm not a really good time uh keeper. I didn't know how to manage myself outside work. Work helped me time myself and just manage who i was cuz i could work around a schedule that i knew was there when this schedule was all of a sudden yanked out i was like okay who am i who is this i don't recognize the person who's looking back at me in the mirror and i don't know it just felt really bad cuz you know i usually thought of myself as this you know driven person strong independent but in reality i actually was not I was depending on certain situations to make me that and now that those situations were taken away who was I that's where I had to redefine myself all over again so I had to develop discipline something that I didn't have at all I used to think I did but I didn't as I said before work facilitated that for me work made me look good and now that the work was taken away i didn't look good and not a lot of people knew and i didn't want them to know it was just my realization and i was like damn you need to do better you need to be better at least i had to develop discipline something that i'm still struggling with because at times when things are either working out really well or they're not working out at all i tend to run away I decided to replace my motivation with discipline because I realized motivation will not always be there. Some motivation runs low and high. It's like a drug. It's it's not always going to be there. But discipline will ensure that I'll be at my best always. 
discipline is something that I have had to develop. I have schedules that help me ensure that at least whatever I've planned for my day, at least I I try to at least accomplish 80% of it. I realized that I wasn't shit and I had to work on it and become someone that I was proud of. So the besides the discipline, what else can I say? I also took time to know who I was. You know, when you are attached to so many things, to your friends, to a relationship, to work, there are a couple of elements that help define you and it's so easy to define yourself using those elements. I'm not saying that it's bad, it's good. If you have those elements, please be proud of them. Enjoy them as much as you could. But I had to sit back and redefine myself without these elements that made me a great person. So who was I without the job, without the um, the relationship safety net, without the best friend safety net? Who was I as an individual with nothing? Okay, not completely with nothing, but sort of it felt like I had nothing. So who was I at that time? And that's where I had to work on my on how I saw myself. During that period, I the, the, during the period I was uh, feeling depressed, I saw myself as a loser. I saw myself as someone who had failed. I saw myself as someone who was weak. And you know, there's nothing that attaches itself so tightly like bad thoughts. Those things attach to you like leeches and they do not want to let go. They usually never want to live. They just want to make their home and be happy there. So it took a lot for me to fight those bad thoughts. And it was it wasn't about positive thinking. Positive thinking I feel is a bit skewed in a way because sometimes Okay, this this is how I'd put it. Uh, during my year of silence, I was reading or rereading rather a book called uh, Seven Habits by Stephen Covey. And he said positive thinking kind of deludes you to thinking that the situation that you're going through isn't happening. And that's not a really good way of living because you'll be living in your own imaginary world, which, you know, you might end up being a little crazy. So there's this thing he says, proactive thinking. Yes, this has happened, so what are we going to do about it? Proactive thinking is all about looking for solutions to problems. And uh, yes, this has happened, so what next? And that's the ability or the chain of thought that I have been developing. Challenges will always be there, always Everyone faces, even the queen faces her own challenges. So it's how you take them. It's how you, rather how you choose. Okay, how can I put it? It's how you react. And reacting is not the best word. It's just that I don't have the right word right now. Because once you react to a situation, you automatically let it control you. But once the situation is here, yes, this thing has happened so what can I do for myself what can I do to move past the situation is it a situation that I can change 
okay, what can I do to change it? Is it a situation that cannot be changed? Fine, I have to move on past it. Because sometimes we just find ourselves clinging to situations that cannot be changed and that just mentally exhausts you. So that's something that I have been learning and uh, learning and practicing. There's the learning bit and also the practicing bit. Because yes, you can learn so many things, but if you're not practicing them, then it just doesn't make sense at the end of the day. I feel like I had notes for this <laughs> for this episode and <laughs> I just found myself just going with the flow. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not really upset because I feel like I have covered most of the topic uh, points that I had noted down. But uh, what I would say is that in my year of silence, I've learned to create that relationship between myself defining myself seeing myself as someone who is worth it i wouldn't say that i didn't love myself before it's just that during these hard times i had to love myself even more and see myself as more if you really care about people you tend to love them more when they're going through their bad situations and that's what i did yes i did love myself but when things hit the roof i sort of abandoned myself and I had to come back to myself and be like, hey, I got you. And we have to do this for ourselves. Nobody else is going to come and save us. This is not a movie. The Superman comes to save his leading lady. So you have to be your own <laughs> superwoman and save yourself. I developed a relationship with myself where I'm comfortable with myself. I've always been comfortable with myself. But yeah, you see, I had all those things covering me up. So I was like, yeah, since I have these other things, it, it should mean I'm important. But when they went away, I was like, okay, so what is my, <laughs> what does my existence in this earth mean? So yeah, I had to really love myself the hardest when I felt like not liking or loving myself. I loved myself. I motivated myself. I worked on so many projects that I was proud of, Honest Conversations being one of them, and the rebranding of my website. You know, things that made me feel happy. I also realized that I am at my best or usually at my best when I'm working, when I'm creating, when I'm doing anything that stimulates my mind. I'm usually at my happiest and I usually go to bed a very happy person. And also I got to spend uh, time listening. As a Christian, we are taught to pray a lot. But yeah, when you pray, you're, you're usually asking and requesting. But you're not listening. So I had to listen. And that's the whole essence of my silent ear. I had to listen. I didn't have a choice. I had to listen. Because it's a relationship. You can't always be asking, asking. It's a relationship. So I had to sit down and listen to what God had to tell me. Still a struggle. I won't lie. I've learned to trust my journey. It's not always going to be about ups, 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 ups. There are going to be downs. And sometimes there are going to be those plateaus where nothing is actually happening. And you just have to go with the flow. As I said, listen more. Be in the present because 
I didn't like being in the present. I always liked thinking of how my future would look like and sometimes regretting how my past played out. So I really hadn't gotten the chance to live in the present. And during that year of silence and isolation, I had to live in the present. And I had to choose happiness. I don't even know how I I forgot that point. I had to choose happiness because I was like, what if that job doesn't come? Whatever, what if that relationship doesn't come, you know? Your best friend is never going to come back. So what if the money you're always looking for (laughs) doesn't come at that moment? Does it mean you're going to be unhappy? No, I just chose to be in in the present, as I've said, and I've I chose to also be happy with whatever was whatever I had. That isolation period taught me that it's good to live in the present. You're not always at a loss. Yes, you might have lost so many things, but I was grateful. I still had my family, had my health. I had a roof over my head. I had food. I had the basics that so many people had lost at the time. I think let me cut the the, the recording short. It's been, uh, it's, it's, I, I, I actually thought when I was going to do this, um, episode, I'd be, I'd be emotional because it was such an emotional time for me, but I'm glad it was a good one. And I hope that my year of silence and isolation gives you some kind of comfort in knowing that life happens. It's how you deal with it. It's okay to sit back to take a step back rather and just listen and it's okay to just be you know you don't have to always have things going on for you that's how I thought life was supposed to be but as they say life happens and you get to learn so much as you grow and just be grateful for the opportunities you have to grow yourself that it's it as much as it was a period of so much pain, confusion, tears, it was also a, a moment and a time for growth because I had to make a decision and make it that because I was like, this is not the end of my story. This cannot be the end of my story. I hope that this episode gets to help you. And yeah, I hope it's not too long and I hope that you will just find the time to listen, share your thoughts, your feelings and just be in a position to where I hope that this episode just makes you feel a little better. Yeah, because it's definitely made me feel a little better. So uh, I hope that you are all okay you're all good and i hope that you enjoyed the episode if you did listen to it as much as you can share it with your friends with your family or with anyone you feel needs to listen to it because i know those moments of silence and isolation are not usually the best but at least uh, i feel like if you know someone else who's going through it it becomes a bit easier that's it for me i hope that you guys enjoyed my episode and benefited from it to some level thank you for taking the time to listen and i'll see you on the next one